With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're playing slow, so we're playing through. Hosted by Bob Baloo and Carl Nicholson. Brought to you by Horseshoe Bay Resort. Play the famous Texas Triangle. Championship golf at its finest. Horseshoe Bay Resort. Good Saturday morning to you, Austin, Texas, and welcome inside another edition of Playing Through right here on the Horn, brought to you by Horseshoe Bay Resort. I'm Bob Ballou. Good morning. I am Carl Mickelson. Bob, great to see you. Always great to see you, Carl. It's been, I know it's been a wild week for you. It was for me the same. I spent, I spent the early part of the week in Denver checking out uh, Cherry Hills, the new clubhouse, and how the, the golf course is progressing uh, in preparation for the U.S. Amateur, so that was a lot of fun. But nice. bigger than that, it's Dell Technologies Match Play Week, um, which you got a taste of, but didn't get the whole enchilada this time. You know, this was. It, I think. I think we've we've had a lot of conversations. I ran into um, my good friend Adam Winkler um, from. He's now in Houston. He was at CBS Austin for six years. Uh, many of you remember him, and and of course, Adam and I are. I'm in Kansas City covering Texas at the NCAA tournament. And I ran into Adam and, and before we even really brought it up, one of the first comments he made, and I thought this was really interesting. One of the first comments he made was I'm really bummed out that y'all are losing the event. And as much as I've said that for, you know, the last three months since we've kind of known it was going to happen. Now that it's here, now that we've gone through the, the first three rounds, now that, you know, I just start reflecting back on so many different moments and so many different things that have happened in this tournament and what it means to Austin golf to have something like this and how cool it's been to have match play down by the water, um, by the Pennybacker bridge and the people that have won this tournament have been the elite of the elite in the golf world. I mean, it's, it's crazy to think about who's won this thing. And we always kind of joked early on, like, what's going to happen if they get to Sunday and it's four no-names? And no-names is not really fair. They're the top 64 golfers in the world. In this case, it's it's 64 of the top 77 this year. So no-names isn't really fair. But, but you know, I'll, I'll use an example, like a guy like Ben Griffin this year. Mm-hmm. You know, if Ben Griffin were to make a run and go to the final, there aren't a lot of guys who know him. Now, that's a great story for us, and it's a great story to get to learn about him before – when you have four guys playing on Sunday and you're trying to draw a crowd, if you have Jordan Spieth and Scotty Scheffler and Rory McIlroy and John Rahm, you're going to draw a crowd. You're going to draw a ton of people. That's not to say you won't. Without it, it just kind of takes away a, a little bit. And so we always kind of wondered early on, like, what happens if if that happens on a Sunday? It hadn't happened on a Sunday. It's been elite player after elite player after elite player on a Sunday. And this tournament has meant so much to golf in Austin. 
And like Wink said, he was bummed. And I'm like, believe me, I'm bummed. Like, you know, we're, we're the ones that are really going to miss out. And he goes, yeah, and it's really going to – Adam's in Houston now. And he was like, it, it's really going to benefit us in Houston because it's going to make the Houston Open kind of spring back to life a little bit. There, there's a chance they're going to put that into April. And and um, that's going to – that's how the schedule is going to end up falling. And it will be a preparation for the Masters again like it used to be. But it is a frustration. I mean, and, and seeing it this way, you know, I was only out there a couple of days because we had to leave for Kansas city uh, to come cover Texas, by the way, um, just a, uh, an amazing run for the Longhorns. But I, I, Carl, it's just a, it's just a real frustration. It's a real, um, and, and, and especially knowing that there's no, there's nothing in sight that is going to bring it back. And I don't just mean bring back match play at Austin Country Club. I mean bring back PGA Tour golf in Austin. There are no signs that's going to happen anytime soon, and that's a real frustration. No, there's so many things that, that we've talked about this in, in real time. It's just like every time Tiger Woods gets injured, it's just like, wait, I'm not ready to put this guy into a time capsule. It's, it's sort of the exact same way you feel about this event. I, I'm not ready to be sitting at the bar and remember when when – Austin, Texas had this phenomenal golf event where the top 64 players in the world came and they put on such a show. It showcased the city. Everything across the board is just a plus. I mean, every time you walk past the TV and the golf channel has got that frame shot of, of, of the lake and the bridge and the golf course, and then you pan around the rest of the golf course and every, every bit of it is just as scenic and just as good. And, and the, people, the people out on the boats... The people out on the boats, I mean, it's really become an iconic part of your your PGA Tour viewing diet. You know, I know it was a WGC event, but I mean, it's a, it's a core event on the PGA Tour schedule. And, and as you said, now Houston's going to slide into a spot that opens up. And yeah, we're really almost in the present talking about this event as if it's in the past. And that's that's the hardest part, right? I think so, and I think you know. You mentioned like putting it in a time capsule. Do what? Do you have a few favorite memories? Do you have a few favorite things that have happened at the Dell Technologies match play that that really stick out to you? Well, I mean, the the number one. I mean, run, I, I, for me, the runaway number one. And there, there's little moments, but I mean, the Rory Tiger match. I think tops all in 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 the history. I mean, the 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 fact that that it happened, that it lined up that way, that the match went the way it did. That you know. Tiger played that, you know, showed what he was going to do a few weeks later with with the the quality of his play it was just just phenomenal. I mean, you really sort of felt part of history. I mean, I again I I just spent, you know, two solid days earlier in the week with the historians at Cherry Hills talking about Arnold Palmer and Jack Nicholas and Babe Zaharias. And you sort of get you sort of get goosebumps talking about literally being on the grounds and then oh yeah, right over there. That's where Arnold Palmer drove the green birdied and then went on a romp and and won the u.s open from from eight back i mean you just we're again we don't we don't we're not two white-headed guys talking about oh i remember tiger woods but in a sense in a sense that we, we you sort of witness history you saw tiger woods play golf in 2019 just a few weeks before he Went, went and won the Masters, improbably, epically, historically won the Masters. So, hey, I mean, it, that's how you should feel about it. You should feel like you witnessed some history. And and there's just little snippets that we've gotten, but I, I don't think anything touches that for me. I, I totally agree. I think that will be in my top three or four things I've ever done. Sure. Um, 
because I because I walked inside the ropes with those guys for for 17 holes. Um and and was you know you're privy to all that stuff. Like I'll give you an example. So, you know, they they play that front nine um and they get back kind of up toward 360 uh for number 8 and, and it's a it's a par 5 to us. It's a par mm-hmm. 4 to them. And Tiger hits a putt and then like takes a step toward the hole as it's going in. And Rory kind of stood there and said, nice putt, Kevin, as if to say you're, you Kevin, not it is, you know, but there was nobody back there. I mean, there were no, there was no crowd. There was nothing, you know, but people were kind of, but you don't, you're not going to walk all the way back there. There's just not a real, a a real, you can't get anywhere close to the action. You're going to lose ground to the rest of the spectators. I mean, if you're not, you're not there. So you being inside the ropes made you, that's kind of like you. So I was standing on the back of the green. Yeah. 10 feet away from them when it happened and the it like the tv cameras cut to rory he says it and right in the background you can see on tv i'm standing there and you see me kind of laugh and like and i and like people were sending me pictures yeah and then on 12 i was standing on the back of the green and rory was standing there like looking at a putt and i was standing right behind him and people were sending me pictures of that i'm like this is so unbelievably cool for me Mm -hmm. but like it was so it was so much cooler to get that close to Rory and Tiger and get to see kind of like what what was going on, how they were how you know, they're on the eighth hole and Rory's like giving Tiger a hard time. Like the, again, it's the memory that that that'll go back to my first memory. Um I'm, I'm gonna give you three of these. Well, I'll give you a couple more because when we That's played our media round, right. we played our media round. Tiger remember Tiger Woods hit on 10, hit the left-handed pitch shot from underneath the bushes backward, like he was left-handed. It was the only way he could get it out, and he punched it out to about three feet. And everybody's just like, "Yeah, you're right. It didn't just get out. It was an extraordinary. Even if it would have been a good lie, you know, nothing obstructing his swing or his path to the hole. It would have been a good leave. Three feet would have been a good leave from 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 a good lie. He does it from his knees with with the the club the club down just at the right angle, and just kind of pool cues it." I mean, not even pool cues it. I mean, it, it, it's hard to even describe unless you've seen right. the video. Or remember the it's shot? It's hard to describe how it. he just takes the, the 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 leading edge of the club and and just pops it right out like he'd done it before. But, the, but there were so many moments like that, and and you know, I talk about walking inside the ropes and the, and the, how fortunate we are as the media get to do that. Like I walked the entire John Rom Dustin Johnson match when you know DJ went like six up on the front. Rom came storming back five, won five holes, got within one, and then. Lost it on eighteen, and some right before he hit his chip shot, somebody slammed the the big uh, porta potty door, and Rom wouldn't say it had anything to do with it, but he he started to take his club back, and somebody slammed that door. Um, there uh, there's so many moments. Uh, Let's the, just the, do one, it. Of my, one of my favorites was Jordan Spieth and Louis Oosthuizen in the first year playing, and Jordan was three down, and they're on fourteen, and they're walking up the fairway, and this was kind of a like one of those revelation moments for me. And Jordan is talking to Louis Oosthuizen, pointing back at the houses on the hill across the Pennybacker Bridge, explaining what they are, who lives in them, like what it means, whatever. And I'm and I'm walking alongside him, going, "Jordan's three down with five to go." And he's talking about real estate with Louis Oosthuizen. Like these guys don't when they're when they're when they're with people they know, and they're with their buddies or they're with guys that they like or they're just in a match like this. They're they're not like necessarily. I mean, it'll probably happen every now and then. They're not enemies. They're not like 
like they just kind of laugh and joke with each other and play golf. And it's like, it's, it's a good reminder. Like when you're playing with your buddies, even if you're playing like a, a match play or hammer or whatever, like you're still just playing golf with your buddies. It was kind of one of those cool moments for me. Yeah, that's a great moment. I mean, just Jordan being a gracious host, realizing, yeah, he 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 knows he knows the this place like the back of his hand. Why why, why not? And it, and it it is fun. I mean, it it is great to live in Austin because any any time you mention Austin to somebody, and when you're in another city, they're they're fascinated by it. They want to know things, and that's really cool. Yeah, and yeah, it, there's nothing that tops being inside the rope. I mean, you have ownership of those. Those are kind of your private memories. I mean, even though they're they're televised and people are texting you photos of it, you kind of have a little bit of ownership of that and a little bit of piece of golfing history. That's just kind of yeah. And you know, really it's not, it, it wasn't a it wasn't an inside the ropes like I'm just doing this for fun. Like I'm obviously working and right. we're trying to get stories on the air and stuff. But like, boy, I. It was just pretty sweet. The other one, Carl, I thought of another one that was pretty great. Uh, the Sergio Garcia-Matt Kuchar match. When Sergio missed a putt and there was like, I mean, it was like a, it was inside a foot. Right. And Kuchar, Kuchar was, he was going to get it to him. It's not like he wasn't. But Sergio just hit his ball against the hole and it popped out. And then, and they had to stop and be like, Matt was like, I never conceded the putt to you. And he's like, I was going, I mean, it's not like he wasn't was going to. I was going to, I intended to. He just hit it so fast. And so Sergio lost the hole. And if I remember right, he lost one up or, or lost. And he was, you know, beside himself, livid. Oh, live. Isn't that, isn't that, wasn't that the perfect word to use? Livid? It was livid. perfect. Sergio? Oh, it all works out, Carl. Uh, but I, I I saw that one this week, too. There, there are just a lot of those that, like, w- when we played our media round this year, I would be on a hole and I'd be like, oh, I remember when, you know, like on five, Jordan Spieth hit this great pitch shot from the fairway that like sucked back to like three feet of the, you know. Uh, oh, I got one more, Carl. I could tell that I could do this all morning. Right. No, there's no doubt. I got another great one, and I'll I'll end on this one because this one's great. Six, the par five that runs down by the back of the practice range. Sure. So, we're just kind of hanging out. It was a win. I believe it was a Wednesday, and there was a match going on, and we're just kind of standing over on the side. And Matt Fitzpatrick hits a ball, and remember, you know, there are those big bushes. There are like a bunch of them, kind of scattered on the left side, kind of over by seventeen. Sure, um, sure. Over on that side. So Fitzpatrick hits his ball over there. So wait, so you're not by the Michelob Ultra tent? That, that that's a nice gathering spot on the other side of the greens. And that's where I was picturing you. No, this is, no, this is like this would have been an approach shot into six. You, gotcha. I know it's hard to believe. I'm not. I'm not in a sweet drinking beer. If I could be anywhere, I would be there. Uh, but we, <laughs> so he hits his ball over there. And a bunch of people start looking. And <laughs> Matt's looking, his caddy's looking, and there are probably 10 or 15 of us looking. And uh, one of the guys that was a volunteer picked, like sees a ball, and he goes, uh, Matt, I found a ball. And the caddy goes, what kind of ball is it? And he like looks at it, and he goes, it's a noodle. <laughs> and all of us just like burst out laughing, and we're like, do you think Matt Fitzpatrick is playing a noodle? And uh, so I actually, I actually picked up a bush and I saw a ball underneath it. And it was his ball because it had, uh, it was Titleist and his ball, he marks his balls with different color dots. It was like a red, a yellow, a green, and a blue. Sure. And I was like, I don't know if, like, I felt bad because it was like, I don't know if you really want me to find this or not, but I was like, it's unplayable. I found it. Yeah. I was like, I found it, but I don't know if you're going to like it. And so his caddy came over and they, they he hit the shot. But I was always like, I always laughed so hard because it was like, hey, Matt, are you playing a noodle? 
And uh, and we've always gotten a kick out of that. But you know, there's a hole in one on seven. I could really go hole by hole because oh, there's yeah. so many. Every single hole has hole. something. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and you know, I've said this a lot on the show, Carl, interviewing Patrick Reed uh, three different occasions yep. at, at match play. And, and he was as genuine and as nice as you could possibly be. Um, and, and engaging. And I've had more people tell me that have played, you know, rounds with him, even since he joined live. Um, he's that way. He's very engaging. Um, yeah, it's just great. It's great to get an insight into these guys. I mean, their, their temperament. I mean, they really do. And once that once they get off the course, you really see them decompress, and you, and you see they're just normal normal people that want to do the things that we want to do. They they want to make quality use of their time off the course and get in a workout or go have a nice meal with some friends and family or catch up with people that they know in town. It, it's it's all. Yeah, it's just something that was enjoyed. It was something to point to on the calendar. It really does feel like the start of spring for us here in Austin. If, if you're if you're motivated motivated by golf or or you're just you just like being out in that environment it was it was it was like, it's like ACL fest or South by Southwest or any number of events that were just I, the events out at Coda and you know in Austin, Austin FC is now one of those but uh it was just one of those touchstone events on the calendar where the weather just started to really get nice you know the, the all the people on the boats all the people just ma- making their way around the course running into people you know. And really, just seeing the best players in the game play in the springtime when their games are sharp. I mean, I've seen so many brilliant short game shots from Xander Shoffley on one, and and you know Justin Thomas nearly holding out on nine. I mean, just just, just wild stuff. I mean, just really great shots that that you you don't get to see weekend weekend out playing with your buddies right there in front of you, and you realize they, they just don't miss. They really, you know, their misses are so minuscule that their bad shots are even your great shots, you know, they, they, they can, they can make birdies from anywhere. It's just, it's such a, it's such a unique tournament on the tour, right? Right. I mean, it's, you don't get that. Like if you go out and watch the third round of the Byron Nelson or whatever, like you can go follow some guys around for some holes, but there's not the, the, there's not the intensity of every hole. That's what I, that's what I think is the coolest part of match play in Austin is the scenes. Unbelievable. The, I mean, everything about it's unbelievable, but every hole means something and so these guys are they're going after each other every hole and it's fun like it's and that's really why the fun. holes are more memorable the situations yeah. are more memorable because what it a, a 72 hole stroke play event can just be a blur and unless somebody make you know and somebody makes a 60 foot putt or holes out or something right. the, the 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 narrative is 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 nice you know you get a beginning middle and end with a 72 hole event but the the all the different situations around match play like you say lost balls hole outs you know, you know, putts, guys walking in putts, all the little moments, all the things that can happen in match play. I mean, just walking into a buzzsaw. I mean, look at what Cameron uh, Young did to Davis Thompson in, in, in the first round. He went all threes <laughs> on his opening nine. I mean, that's just exceptional. All threes. Yeah. So, I mean, that, so to add that to the lore, I mean, something that, that happened right. this year. And, and, and again, we're, we're going to talk about it in the second segment. You know, some of the great matchups because, you know, and that's the other thing the match play does is once you see them bracketed, you know, number 15 versus number 57, it's enlightening. I mean, because you don't hear Alex Noren's name all year. Then all of a sudden, oh, he's like 28th in the world. No big yeah. deal. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Uh, it's it's pretty special. You know, and, and I think this year the thing on the, that got the most run on day one was Will Zalatoris missing a two-footer 
right and, you know hitting it really hard into the hole and it lips out and whatever and um then everybody starts questioning wills out horse's short game again and his short putts and the, the way he putts and all that stuff and like it's just every little detail matters i remember carl i got one more for i thought of that was really funny we were on 12 oh, the par five going down to the to the um pennybacker bridge and it was the first year of it and i had a buddy in town and we were in the suite on the right side of the hole heading down 12 and tony Finau was on the on that side kind of by the bunker and he had to hit a shot out to the right and hook it in to to, to get it to the hole and so we just kind of thought like we're gonna we're fine here like whatever and we're standing on the stairs wad we're at the top of the stairs watching and tony hits a ball that i it was 15 feet above our head about a zillion miles an hour and we ducked like we were like you were on his line it was like at at us directly at us and we ducked down we were laughing about it but you just you get so up close and personal at this event too with all the players and it's it's just tough i I just think in the end that's the bottom line and all this it's just tough carl it's tough to see it go it's tough to see such a unique cool event in austin get taken away and um, it's going to be a, it's going to be a bummer for a long time. You've got some you've got some great stuff coming up in the second segment. Um, you got a special guest coming in to kind of break down the round of sixteen and and what you think is going to happen from here. I'm gonna I'm gonna step aside, but just like the tournament you're at, this one's wide open. Yeah, you know, just like just like just like March Madness, we've got our own March Madness here here in Austin, Texas. It's wide open. Yeah, so we're going to get into a little bit of the X's and O's and the the head to head matchups that are, that are going on, and we're going to let you get on. Put your basketball hat on and, and and thank you for for being with us for this first segment and kind of kind of put it putting a sad period on the uh, Dell match play in Austin, Texas. And I'm gonna I'm gonna text you my picks. I love it. I don't want to give them away because I don't want to jinx anybody here. Uh, but I'm gonna text you my picks and then we're gonna talk about this next week. I really want to get into this next week of of what exactly went down, how this whole thing, how it shook out, the the end of it. Um, it's just a I you know. I'm bummed out, Carl, but I'm excited for the weekend. It's going to be fun to see all this kind of shake out one more time and and see who who comes away with the the final. Again, like I said, all these champions have been so good right. across the board. So it'll be fun to see if we can do it one more time. It's going to be really good. Um, I, I, the, these players are going to put an exclamation point on this event for Austin, Texas, and and go out. I, the, I think the event really will go out in style and. What this always does is it gets us excited about the best players in the world. And then in earnest, after a long, long wait, we can talk about nothing but the Masters and, and who we think's looking good and who we like and, you know, lengthening 13 and all of those things. So, so we can quickly turn our, our attention to something really, really exciting. For sure. Yeah, it's it's this is where it gets good, right? I mean, this has always kind of been the start. I know the West Coast swing, they come back to Florida, but... But this is really where it gets like, okay, match play, and then we're we're into Augusta, and that's all we're thinking about. So um, congratulations to Jordan Uplegger and the entire Dell Technologies match play crew for everything they've accomplished over the last eight years, the charity work they've done, the golf they've put on. Bobby Stringer at ACC has been unbelievable getting that course ready, especially after the trees fell this year. Um, just a big congratulations to everyone involved, and uh, we're going to miss it. We're going to miss it. There's no doubt. Yep. Look, yeah, look, just look forward to get to talking to you again next week, Bob. Appreciate the time. We'll be back with a special guest in, in, in the next segment. Sounds good, Carl. Appreciate it. Y'all go out and make a bunch of birdies, everyone. Carl, uh, you have, a, have a great finish to the show and uh, um, look forward to doing it again next week. 
Yep. We'll be back with segment two, talking about the Dell Technologies match play and everything left for the weekend. You're listening to Playing Through on the Horn, presented by Horseshoe Bay Resort. second segment of playing through on the horn presented by horseshoe bay resort you know it's full swing at horseshoe bay resort you know they've got water features i think they had a a, a circus act out there uh circus Soleil style acrobatic show uh special cuisine special concerts out of horseshoe bay resort and coming up easter weekend is their big tradition for the balloons over horseshoe bay resort Balloon Fest Festival. If you love hot air balloons, you love Easter traditions. That This is one like no other out at Horseshoe Bay Resort. So go see them on the golf side. Go get a custom fitting. But book a long weekend at Horseshoe Bay Resort. Play Slick Rock, Apple Rock, Ram Rock, or, or your choice of any any couple of those. It's a great time. Course is shaping in beautifully. They do a wonderful job out there with the golf course. So hit them up at hsbresort.com and there's nothing like spring in the Texas Hill Country. I think you're going to love it. The blue bonnets are in full bloom. The golf is in full bloom. And in full form is a great friend of the show, the David Brenner, Joan Rivers of uh, uh, playing through, the guy that, who, who has co-hosted the most times, who's bailed us out every time Bob Ballou leaves town, Bob, Bob out needing to go cover some basketball and uh, being on the road with the Texas Longhorns. Uh, the... Million time winner of the uh, merchandise of the year in whatever section he's been in, but more most importantly, the 2016 National PGA of American PGA of America. That's where we live, America. Uh, merchandiser of the year and a and no stranger to this show, great friend of the show, Mr. Kelly O'Donnell. How are you, sir? Doing great. I've never uh, been spoken of as you know the uh, David Brenner. <laughs> And Joan Rivers. Who, who, who filled in? Well, I guess Leno filled in for Johnny uh, the most. But, but well, right. I think, uh, no, that's pretty good. That's not bad, right? Uh, I appreciate that. For the, for the six people did not see that record. coming at all. Didn't see it coming at all. But there you go. It's well, uh, I think for for you and for me, I, it's it's uh, just the best time of the year to be in Austin, Texas. I mean, um, March Madness, uh, and also for golf. So. It's a great time to be here, and what an exciting match play we have going on right now, for sure. It came through, right? I mean, that's that's the, the what all the naysayers, if you're a glass-half-empty guy, and we hear those every year, well, you could get number 64 number versus number 48 in the final, and no one will watch. I don't think we're in jeopardy of that this year. I, I no, think we're not. The year, uh, the match play has kicked in. We've got some incredible matchups this Saturday morning coming up for you. What's your of what you're looking at? You you've got some Sam Burns, Patrick Cantlay action. You've got Max Homa, Mackenzie Hughes, defending champions Scotty Scheffler taking on a, a red hot TJ Post. And there's a couple of names we didn't think we would mention. Xander Shoffley got through with flying colors. Rory McIlroy did as well. But I think if you told me at the start of the week we'd be talking about JJ Spawn and Matt Kuchar, TJ right. some of these names. Cam Young's no surprise, but. What what are you most excited to get into if, if, if you pick your feet up and watch some of these matches take place today? 
Well, what I always love about this is, yeah, ideally, I think we're going to see three front runners for sure. And then always a fourth guy that might be a spawn, you know, might be Putnam, somebody like that. I always like that because, you know, you don't know much about them. You don't know their game very well. And what spawn came in at 61 and he won his whole bracket. Um, you know, no surprise to see Scheffler there. Horschel loves the event. He won, won two years ago. Cantley-Burns, I think that's going to be a great match for sure that you mentioned. It's going to be fun to watch. Homa and Hughes. You know, Mackenzie Hughes loves playing golf in Texas. He always does very well down here for a Canadian. This is uh, you know, so hopefully he's going to buy a house at Horseshoe Bay next if he wins, uh, you know, who knows? That would be a good um, thing. You know, Brian Woodward over at Horseshoe Bay is, is very good about putting the names on the bags of, of PGA Tour players and getting them to wear the Horseshoe Bay logo on the bags. Uh, you mentioned it, though, four past champions in this field. So we're looking at Scotty Scheffler, Jason Day, who, who at 32, who's like the most even Steven guy coming in here where you don't know if it was going to go one way or the other or if he was just going to be an also-ran in this event. 32 right there smack dab in the middle of the 64 goes three and oh through pod play and gets to the weekend get, get, gets to the sweet 16 what do you make of a guy who's been quiet but is now resurgent in a jason day well i i like to see it because i know he's had so many injuries through the years but you know when you look at his uh stats this year so far he ranks just behind in strokes gained i think he's ranked fourth behind Shafley, Rahm, and McElroy. So he's poised to be right there. And, you know, I think for all the uh, people who like to go back in time, I mean, we got Kuchar and Day playing together. I mean, what era is that? I mean, that's just kind of unknown. And, of course, with Kuchar, and I saw his interview today, tying Tiger Woods for the most wins in matches at 36, he had no idea. And, and he was just so elated. You could see it on his face. He, he says, I've actually tied Tiger in something. You know, I love that. And, uh, but you know, Rory's right behind him. I think his match is, his win today was 31. So he's going to be right up there as well. But, uh, yeah, hats off to both, uh, Jason and Matt Kuchar for getting to this point. Cause they're kind of the elder statesmen for sure in this, in the sweet 16. So yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. Who knows? But Kuchar, he loves it too. He lo you know, the guys who play very well on firm and fast turf, you see them all right here. I mean, when you look back to most of these guys where they played college golf, they all played, you know, the Southern schools for sure. You're seeing a lot of that. You're seeing, you're, you're seeing some Florida guys, some Alabama guys, some, some guys that, that, that came up on that firm and fast that you talked about, which leads us right into discussion of the golf course itself. And for a stroke play event, it might be a little bit unusual, but the peat die design, the diabolical nature of the greens, the angles that mm -hmm. have to be respected into this golf course, the golf course wins again. The golf course stands up and it shows does. what a phenomenal venue for, for match play this is. Doesn't matter if it's driver wedge, these are dogfights. This golf course is, so, you know, However, we got to this point for this venue, it's, it's this is the end of it. But it's been a successful run for Austin Country Club, and it's just it been, really has. Yeah, what better way to cap it off? And, and we and we haven't seen the, the end of the fireworks. We we still got today and tomorrow to get through this. But another iconic shot, and 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 just something you you wouldn't have seen on any other venue was, was just the amazing drive that Rory McIlroy hit, hit to close out a second round match yesterday. Just. A yeah, thing nine. of beauty, and just a real yeah. thing of beauty. What, 
What were your impressions of that? Just taking that in, was that surreal? Well, you know, if anybody's going to do that, it's going to be him, you know, but, right. but, you know, I go back to, what was it? Two, three weeks ago, he talks about his driver change, but he makes his driver change because Tiger's out driving him. Remember when he and, and Justin That's Thomas right. were Remember? paired together Absolutely. And, he, and he was so taken aback by Tiger who's basically, you know, now playing on one leg, but has so much speed. I'm so jealous of that, but, uh, you know, he's out driving Rory to the point of, you know, Tiger's playing what part time at best and Rory, who's on the top of his game right now, I need to make a driver change because this guy's out driving me. Are you kidding me? Golf and is so, it's so yeah. unusual, right? Sometimes you get paired with a, with a 64 year old guy who outdrives the group and, and then the, you might, might have a, you know, a six foot four, you know, 220 pound guy that, that that's, that's hitting first into the green. You just never, you never really know with this game. No, you don't. Yeah. And, and it, age, age is becoming less of a factor. Yeah. You, we talked about it with Bob, but I, I'd love to hear your impressions about what, what you saw in Tiger Woods in a very, obviously, let's be fair, a very small sample size, but if, but if he wasn't good to come back, I don't think we would have seen Tiger at Riviera. What did that inform? Did, did, what, what did that tell you about what Tiger can do at Augusta National in the Masters in two weeks? Well, I think because uh, you know I was I was blessed to go to go to the Masters last year for the first time and see him there, and you know to really um, understand as I've been told through the years, just the undulation there. It's a hard walking golf course. There's no doubt. That's a factor. Um, it's a huge factor for him because you can see even at Riviera, I just really felt so bad for him you can see how he's really by the end of the round really dragging that leg along i mean just to and you know what he has to endure and how much earlier he's getting his whole body ready as he credits his team i mean how big is that team to just you know get him out of his you know his cryo chamber or whatever he's doing yeah. to just get up and be able to walk i mean it, it's pretty incredible and you know i've seen some shots of his uh, foot and his leg, and and there's really not much there. I mean, there's not much there at all. That's why it's just it's just amazing. But the fact that he ha he was generating the, the 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 ball speeds that he was, the swing speed, putting yeah, one seventy four. I saw, yeah, it, it's incredible. That's serious. That's enough to compete against the best players in the world, especially if you're hitting the, some of the kind of quality iron shots Tiger Woods was hitting in Riviera. Mm -hmm. that, yeah, that, and you know. What, that's what fascinated me. So really the missing link was short game and putting. And if there's anybody in the universe that can figure out short game and putting, you it's know, with Tiger Woods, seven, eight right. weeks leading into the master. So I'm just very, very curious to see how sharp he comes in. It's um, just a matter of stamina, I sure. think for him, because mentally, I mean, mentally, he's still the best player there is. He figures out a way to do it. Mm -hmm. For sure. You know, go ahead. I was going to say, let's get back into Dell Technologies match play, but I'd love to hear your other thought. Oh, I was just going back to, uh, you know, just through the years of, of talking about Austin Country Club and, you know, we play that that golf course so many times. And I remember when it first came there and the decision to switch the nines and, you know, even watching it, I still have to do the math and whatever hole it is and go, OK, wait a minute. That's even after the all these years, I know you, you, you <laughs> four when you mean 13 and vice versa and two and 11. Yeah, you get, so much gets transposed, nine and 18, one and 10. Right. So I guess, and, uh, well, that answers that. We never, we never did figure it out. We ne we never, we never got those straight for the entire run of the Dell match play. But. No, we didn't. But, but uh, 
you know, what I was really, you know, as a golfer at heart, disappointed because I felt like the back nine, which they play as the front, had so much more challenge to it, but not necessarily so through the years in match play. I think, you know, seeing the Pennybacker Bridge, the water behind, you know, down on the bottom, and just the risk-reward of the front nine, I, you know, now it's brilliant because, you know, there's guys that could be so far down, you know, playing the front nine, come back around and are still in the matches oh, or yeah. they can be closed out pretty quickly. So, you know, I, I actually have changed my mind through the years about how they play it there. And yeah, they like it firm and fast. And so what the guys are hitting it a lot farther, it's still a challenge around the greens. There's no doubt. You're right about it. Playing ACC, when we get the opportunities to go out there, 17 and 18 are a phenomenal finish, but for TV, you know, reverse, reversing the nines, put Austin, Texas on the map to, to, to show the lake and the Pennypacker Bridge and all, all the holes along the water made that course just as iconic. And, hey, the golf course really is a representation of golf in Austin, Texas and in the, in the state of Texas when people in California are watching. The same way we look at Torrey Pines or Pebble Beach. Sure. They've got an impression of, of how cool it is to, to – to play golf here and, and, and some, what, some of what of our best golf courses look like. So just a really, really great opportunity. I, mission accomplished for Dale Morgan, Aaron Chilik, and, and, and the team over there at Austin Country Club. Absolutely. To, to put on this event, held it up, got this, had the support of the members, and really just show off and, and, and show Austin and golf in Austin in magnificent style. And, and really just be, be an ultimate venue for match play. I mean, th th this was win-win. I mean, it, it really was an embarrassment of riches to, to have this event here and have all the great memories that were built through the event. Yeah, I agree. I've always enjoyed going out there to it. And, you know, just the marquee field that we're able to get it year over year and, and the guys who play well and, and come back. And, and you, you just look at the winners through the year. They're all – future hall of famers that, that win here so this is true well tell me about some of those future hall of famers who do you like at, at, at the end of the day go go out and be, make some bold predictions for me who's still standing at the end of the day oh i think uh chef scotty scheffler for sure because you know i don't know who knows how many times he's he's played acc through the years he's just comfortable really at, at any venue right now. And I really like what he said in his interview earlier today. He said, you know, he said earlier in the week, um, he likes match play just because of the simplicity of it all. He's truly a one shot at a time guy. They've, they've asked him, what do you think about last year? He goes, oh, I haven't even thought about last year. He didn't think about any of that. He just thinks about what's ahead, what's the next shot. And that's the guy you've got to worry about. The, 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 and you said the other thing you have to worry about when a guy looks really comfortable and almost like slow and methodical on the golf course, but he's executing every shot time and again, and he's not really looking to break a sweat. That's the guy who's just like, when is he ever going to slip and let us get in there? Cause that, that's what Scotty, Scotty Scheffler has been to add the players well, championship to, to his uh, Phoenix open defense. Just really says this guy's playing at another level for, for, you know, the past 12, 14 months has been amazing. Yeah. Yeah, and Max Homa's had a terrific year, too. I mean, he's got a great mindset. His demeanor for match play, I think, is excellent. Um, Kucher and Day, I mean, I think whoever comes out of that, uh, one of those guys will be 
somebody somebody to deal with because that momentum is just going to carry them through with all the experience they've had. I mean, it. Uh, I don't know. Ugh, I'd love to see Cameron Young. I really like uh, how his game has skyrocketed. He's fun to watch. He's not scared of anybody at all. No. Um, and, you know, Cantley is a silent assassin. Uh, Sam Burns, I like his game. He's local, you know, even though he's – Louisiana, I still feel like he's a local guy as well. Correct. It's just it's just going to be a great weekend. I mean, there's just not, you know, I'm really shocked that uh, Jordan's not going to be there. Uh, Rom, for sure. That's that's kind of a shock that he's not going to be there either. So That's tough. But, I, I still love what, where both of those guys are leading into major season, leading in, into the Masters. I do too. I, I, I think they just kind of got cut, but each got cut in a little buzzsaw and, and had, had a few tough breaks on the golf course. I don't think I there's any, any indication that they aren't going to be right there uh, when it comes down to that. Yeah, I mean, I I, I think if, if you, you like to play favorites, you'd love to see a Scotty Scheffler, Rory McIlroy final if it comes down to that. But any number of guys can play spoiler. I mean, I, I love your, your talk of Cam Young. I think that's great. I think Xander Shoffley looks really good right now. That's a name we haven't really mentioned. No, he does. No, we haven't. Uh, but, yeah. You know. But I still feel like there's, you know, there's always like one guy. The spoiler. That's way down the list that, that he, his putter gets hot. Um, so I still think we're going to get that. I think we're going to get at least two marquee guys we'd expect to get there. And then potentially one or two guys are like, holy cow. Yeah. I think watching 3,500 to one or whatever they're going to oh, be, yeah. I think you're going to, you're going to, you're always going to get that guy. And that's what I like about this event. Well, there's no doubt about it. So, so what Rory and Xander have to watch out on their side of the bracket is two of the hottest putters on the tour right now and Lucas Herbert and Kurt Kitayama, who really out-putted the field. I mean, he he wasn't the favorite. I mean, you had a chance for, for Rory McIlroy, Scotty Scheffler at, at, at the Arnold Palmer Invitational a couple of weeks ago. Uh, who did right. I pause and leave out? Scotty Scheffler, Rory McIlroy, uh, Jordan Spieth. And who comes out on top? Kitayama. <laughs> Kurt Kitayama, who was the yeah. only guy bold enough to putt his natural pace. Everybody was kind of dying putts at the hole and hoping they didn't roar, roar, roar past the cup. Right. It paid off for him. Doesn't always. Yeah, but I mean, but no. What a great way to do it because Palmer, Palmer always told young players, I mean, yeah, you're going to have to fire at some pins over water, over sand. You're going to have to take some risks. Kitayama did it with his putter, which is kind of ironic. People don't think is is, is there's calculated risk with your putter, but when the greens are blazing and everybody else is babying and dying putts uh so so kitty i'm a dangerous man uh again i i there's really no reason to bet, bet against scotty scheffler but but anything anything at all can happen and probably will over, over yeah he's playing time. the other he's playing against the other jt that's another guy that i thought was going to get further but he's he's kind of struggling right now too justin thomas but we have another jt in poston who's Boston. a great putter and uh, Scotty already knows who, who he's against. And he says, I'm going to go out and give it my best and it, see what happens. It's been great watching. And today and tomorrow are going to be phenomenal. Let's take a quick break and then come in and wrap it up for a short segment. Thank you all. You're listening to Playing Through on the Horn, presented by H Horseshoe Bay Resort. I was going to give you the website, hsbresort.com, presented by Horseshoe Bay Resort. We'll be back right after this. <laughs>
Welcome back to Playing Through on the Horn, presented by Horseshoe Bay Resort. I am Carl Mickelson. With us, filling in for Bob Blue, is PGA professional Kelly O'Donnell. We had a good time in the second segment t- talking about the matches we're going to see today at the Dell Match Play. Just any number of, of sizzling matchups going on. I'm going to put you on the spot one more time, Kelly. Uh, left. Who's, who is your guy? One guy, one pick. Oh, just just your. I'm going out on a limb. Cameron Young for the win. I love the way. What was better than than nine threes going out in twenty seven in his his first match this week? That that was blazing, and he really hasn't slowed down. He really hasn't cooled off. No, he's cutting. He's he's buzzing through guys, and he's you know he's been just rising. He's going to have a big win soon, and it might be this, uh, but. You know, there, there's so many guys he's got to get through. Um, you know, there's a lot of guys here that are so comfortable with the golf course. Horschel loves it there. Kusher loves it there. Scheffler. So, you know, it's – and Rory McIlroy, that guy. You can never be bomber. against Rory McIlroy. He, he, he's golf's greatest diplomat, and, and he's he still remains one of his greatest players, one of, one of the top three players in the game. Just just an ama- amazing specimen for everything he's had to do for the tour and everything he's had to do to kind of put golf on, on his back uh, politically, ideologically, right. from a business standpoint, and still pl- still play at a top level. I think that that's a very motivated man, very good pick. I'm going to go Max Homa. I'm going to go the other side of the bracket, yeah. not go Scotty Scheffler. Not go, I think you know, mm, that's I just, a good I just, one. I, he, he looks comfortable, too. That It's not really a dark horse. I mean, Homa is a legitimate – superstar right. in the game now he, he he's winning at a clip where he's a legitimate star budding superstar i like him and he doesn't get flustered on the greens and he he doesn't miss many at all um but you know i i also think as well um the coocher day match who, whoever wins that one they might they're going to be there too those are those are legendary match play players. I mean, you, you look at Day's record in the in the Presidents Cup, and like you said, Kucher mm-hmm. has played on so many Presidents and, and Ryder Cups. Yeah, He's comfortable in match play. We're going to miss match play. We 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 don't get to see it enough. The, the, this was a on the calendar. I hope there's a way the tour figures out. of all the things the figure the the tour has solved and figured out in short order since the uh, threat of live golf. Hopefully, match play is the next one they can get their heads around it and get that back on the calendar sooner than later. I, I agree with that because I, I like seeing events like this. I like the uh, partnership that they do in New Orleans. I think it's just nice to have a little variety to the tour events for sure. And match play is a big part of that. You, I saw that, you know, somebody tweeted earlier today, what if we brought back, you know, one of the championships because the PGA championship used to be match play as well. Right. I don't know if we want to do a major that way, but, you know, maybe so. I mean, because it's fun to watch. It's fun to watch. I would love that. I I I would love the PGA. I think that would bring some sizzle back to PGA. That might be the ultimate solution. PGA of America's got to get involved. They've got to want it. You know, but but that would be a phenomenal solution. If you could only have one, Kelly, I'm going to put you on the spot again. If the PGA Tour would bring out a mixed, a male and female event themed event, yes. or match play, and you you could have one back on on the tour schedule. So isn't that happening this fall? I thought well, I thought they're bringing back what used to be the J.C. Penny, but I don't know that it's an official event. I mean, like well, a, maybe a, not. Yeah, maybe like I'm, I'm thinking like a real official event that was like in the middle of the not silly season, like a real. 
or whatever that was, Wendy's three tour or something like that, I think is coming back. What about a mixed match play? Well, that's that's all at all. I I love that. No, I think think match play needs to stay for sure. Um, Yeah. And uh, I know the challenge of, uh, you know, mixing two or three tours has to kind of be at the end of both tours, just the way their schedules lay out. Right. So I don't know that you'll see a mixed event within the regular scheduled times, but match play for sure. For sure. We, we need to find a way to get match play back in our diet. Soak it in this weekend. It's it's the last match play event we're going to see on the PGA Tour schedule for a while. It, it is a Ryder Cup year, so we've got that going. But enjoy it while you can. Thanks for listening to Playing Through on the Horn. Big Ugly Tailgate is next with Johnny Rogers and Casey Stutter. Get out to Whitfield's Barbecue if you get a chance. I know that's just down the street for, for you, Kelly. you got no excuse. Oh, I love it. I'm going to need oh, to do it. You're going the to ribs are it. fantastic. <laughs> they really are. Enjoy uh, the Dell Technologies match play one last time, 2023. We'll see you next week. Go out and make a bunch of birdies, everybody. I won't be able to stay, but I'm going to One more time, then I'm going.